according to Matthew. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's pray. Make these words more than words and give us the spirit of Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. As we hear about the stubborn Canaanite women, I see a few stubborn people here this morning a tropical storm blowing in and you're still here. Today's gospel is a hard one. I looked out and saw a few of you cringe along with me at hearing Jesus' harsh words. Apparently, Jesus didn't know who he was dealing with when he crossed out of Jewish territory and into the lands of Tyre and Sidon. We see another side of Jesus here. And I don't pretend to know all the facets of what's going on in this text. But I do know this. 
a truth that transcends all time and all boundaries, and that is never underestimate the stubborn tenacity of a mother desperate to save her child. She will not be ignored. She will not be silenced. And I would argue that the Canaanite woman, she understands who Jesus really is, possibly more than Jesus' own disciples. She calls him son of David, and she kneels at his feet, something that someone would only do in the presence of a king. She knows that even a crumb from his table can feed a multitude And a single word from him, that word can truly save. I would go as far as to agree with biblical scholar Matt Skinner, who says that the Canaanite woman is forcing the timeline of Jesus' ministry. I'll say it again, that the Canaanite woman is forcing the timeline of Jesus' ministry. Here's what I mean by that. Jesus makes it very clear that he is there first to take care of the lost sheep of Israel. The Canaanite woman, she is already on the mountain in Galilee at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, ready for the Great Commission when the good news is sent out to the four corners of the earth, making disciples of all nations good news to every single man, woman, and child on this planet. She's ready for the Savior of the world to step into his fullness this day. I've also got to say that this isn't the only time in our scripture that a woman pushes the timeline of Jesus' ministry. You might remember Jesus' first miracle, the wedding at Cana, when Jesus turned water into wine. It all started with a little disagreement between Jesus and his mother Mary. The Gospel of John in chapter 2 says this, Jesus and his disciples were also invited to a wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, they're out of wine. Jesus said to her, woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. Then Mary, without skipping a beat, turns to the servers and she says, just do whatever he tells you to do. And Jesus' ministry is off and running, all thanks to the tenacity of Mother Mary. Jesus was a little curt with his mother, in my opinion, and she sent him toward his own possibility. He was more than a little curt with the Canaanite woman, And the Canaanite woman, she challenges him, moves him further along into his own destiny, and she also earns his admiration. Jesus responds with, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter, she was instantly healed with only a word. This looks like a Jesus 360 to me, but I also need to say this. I don't think we change God's mind 
when we pray stubborn prayers. God isn't a magician that we bargain with, but I do believe that we are changed by our stubborn prayers. There have been many times in my life when I have stormed the gates of heaven for the life of my mother, for the life of my son, and now for my sister. And as I do, I am acutely aware of the relationship that I am forging with my God. I say forging because it's like a fire, like a sword being put into a fire that fundamentally changes the shape of my heart. In my stubborn prayers, my priorities are set straight and I am finally on my knees, ready to receive the God who loved me into being. It is true intimacy with God, with a God who seeks relationship, with a God who seeks intimacy with you. I want to share with you what I found in Jan Richardson's book, The Painted Prayer Book. These are the words of a woman who tangled with God and came out on the other side in deeper communion with her creator. She says this, Clearly Jesus didn't realize who he was messing with that day, or did he? Perhaps Jesus knew precisely what he was doing and chose to use this encounter as a teaching moment for his hearers. Or perhaps he was simply in a stubborn mood and found himself facing someone who could match him easily, stubborn for stubborn. Either way, the story shows us that when it comes to saving what needs saving, being merely nice and pliant won't win the day or the life. Sometimes we need to dig in our heels and do some hollering. Here's her stubborn blessing. Don't tell me no. I have seen you feed the thousands, seen miracles spill from your hands like water, like wine, seen you with circles and circles of crowds pressed around you, and not one soul was turned away. Don't start with me. I'm saying you can close the door, but I'm going to keep knocking. You can go silent, but I will keep shouting. You can tighten the circle, but I will trace a bigger one around you, around the life of my child, who will, who will tell you that no one surpasses a mother for stubbornness. I am saying, I know what you can do with crumbs. And I am claiming mine, every morsel and scrap that you have up your sleeve. Unclench your hand, unclench your heart. Let the scraps fall like manna, like mercy, for the life of my child and for the life of the world. And don't you tell me no. And to her stubborn prayer, I say amen. Amen to all that.